had my eye on you a long time, Doctor. I consider you one of my most valuable long-term investments. And when it comes to my investments, I always do my homework. Listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with DJ Barker and Jarrett J Money McKenzie. There you go. Now we're back wow. on the right track. I don't even. I need to go <laughs> can't get a shower. You missed that yeah. at the beginning After of the that, show. I've, I, mean, I, I can't you. believe that I did that in the middle of the show. It's but okay. hey, you know what? Well, we all make mistakes. Here, Jared, I, you know, I, I love you. At least I love to make fun of you. But uh, <laughs> that's what makes the show so fun, Troy. Yeah, okay. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a big thing. you got to have here, a little right? fun at work. All right, so we do have a situation, as I like to call them, to talk about this week. Um, basically, trying to keep a long-term view, especially mm-hmm. during times of volatility like we've had since the end of January. It's funny to me that we talk in, uh, in uh, terms of, uh, you know, we, we've uh, last year, 2017, was a period that had so little volatility. I think we got real spoiled. Worst uh, downturn we had lasted for about 10 days in 2017. Cost us 2.8% on the S&P 500, so it wasn't very bad. We normally have these, you know, 3 5% declines in the market on an annual basis uh, on average. Yeah. Um, you know, a single 10% decline in the market in a, in a normal year on average. Um, and then what, every year and a half, I think it is, a 15, mm-hmm. 15% decline. Yeah. Uh, and then you have bear markets from time to time, right? Yeah, 20%, right? Yeah, every, exactly. every three years or so. I, I think. think it is, three years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we get spoiled to this, and then uh, we have a little bit of a hiccup. Came into 2017, the first month of the year, we made 7% on the S&P 500. It felt like we were getting a bit overheated, you know, when we were in the middle of it. Uh, Valuations got really extended, uh, and then the market decides to fix it. Um, You know, we've kind of traded back and forth. We've seen a lot of volatility. Jarrett, this is my confession to you. It wouldn't be surprising to me when you said it last week with all the news that was going on. Uh, if we did have an issue. But uh, the point here is, you know, as human beings, sometimes we get emotional. Sure. And uh, one of the best ways that we can cure that emotional, uh, at least the reaction to the emotion, uh, nobody wants mm-hmm. to make you not emotional. I mean, it's who we are. Right. Um, but your actions, the actions you take in the midst of that emotion are uh, are important. And mm-hmm. uh you know, when things start happening, you guys who are more client facing than I sure tend to have to answer your phone a little more often, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Clients well, I, call. Look, I would say that's the primary reason people seek out an advisor, right? Yeah. Us or anyone else for that matter. Right. I mean, that's the that that uh, third party that that you know outside unbiased opinion that they're seeking because they know that any any rational person is going to at least in part make decisions on their emotions because, like you said, that's that's our human nature, right? Right. And and so it's it's difficult unless you do have someone to help you veer away from that to, to not make decisions. Well, uh, Bill Lako yeah. says it himself. 
he doesn't manage his own money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and why is that? Because it's really easy to get emotional about your own your money, own, a whole yeah. lot more so than if you just let somebody else. Uh, so internally, at Hensler Financial, mm-hmm. uh, many of the folks that are that are here invest right. regularly. Uh, you know, we have financial plans. We have uh, ideas as to where we're heading in life. And uh, when things get a little bit crazy, what do we do? Mm-hmm. We might go talk to the guy down the hall, in our case. But we have our yeah. own somebody to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, uh, you know, we're we're human just like the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it always makes good sense. So, Jared, yeah. tell us what, what uh, some of the, I guess we can share about some of the things that we've been seeing yeah. commonly in the market and with our clients, right? Well, and that, that really kind of feeds into not only what we talked about this week, but also uh, what what we're talking about this week, which is keeping a long-term view, because I cannot tell you how many times lately I've told a client that, look, if, if the investment strategy that you put in place on the front end you believe is a viable one, and nothing that has happened in the market do you believe has, has affected that investment strategy, meaning leading economic indicators and earnings reports and the overall health of the economic environment and the companies that are reporting. If, if nothing really fundamental is changing about that, then why would you doubt the investment strategy that you put in place in the first place when you know it's a viable one, regardless of how it might be performing in the short term, as we've talked about on a few uh, recent lunch occasions. Sure. Uh, you know, th- these, these short-term market movements, and when I say short-term in this instance, I mean 30 to 60 days because it is really a lot of – uh, I would say irrationality happening in the markets to a degree in that, you know, the consumer staples thing, like we were talking about earlier, that right. that is simply not going into this, maybe what we would have expected. And so that can really alarm some people and, and they get to this point where they, they do let their emotions come into play and say, are we doing what we should be doing? Do sure. we need to make changes? And my point is that in, in from, from a significant standpoint, you got to stick to your investment strategy that you put in place initially if you believe it to still be a viable one. And if nothing has changed that would cause an effect to that, then don't doubt yourself. Right. Uh, you've got to stick to the plan. Yeah, and that's that's where I think some of the biggest mistakes are made is kind of that 11th hour fear where yeah. you finally decide, oh, you know what, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to have to make a change. You You change your allocation and what happens? Yeah, the market the market makes a fool out of you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, I mean we talk we have this conversation a lot with with our clients. I had, you know today, mm-hmm. um, we have a plan. We we you know it's an active managed portfolio, and you know I'm talking to the guy about you know tax losses, and he's like, why would I pick this back up? You know it, why are we going to strategically sell this? It's a loser. Why do I pick it back up? It's right. all part of the plan. I mm-hmm. think we all go yeah. back to that. You know, and that's it's an important aspect to remember that these yep. short term market cycles can help and or hinder, but you got to stick to your plan, sure. having a, you know, an active... Without a doubt. Yep. Yeah. So uh, when we left, we were talking about how volatility, how market declines, how you know, the back and forth of every day in the market when we have it like we have over the last couple of months can actually cause people to get a little bit nervous. And uh, especially after, you know, I made the point uh, several times in the last few months, uh, the S&P 500 gained 375%. From March 9th through the end of 2017, that's significant gains. I yeah. mean, that's amazing gains, right? We don't see this mm-hmm. uh, in a in a normal cycle, but uh, the market's up big, basically, is the news, and uh, people want to protect what they've gained. So, 
you know, they get a little bit nervous when they start seeing things change. Yeah. And we have definitely seen a change from 2018, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to 2017. Things are things are a little different now. Right. Jarrett, you said uh, you, you've talked to somebody recently who really was, uh, and, and we've seen this this week, right? Sure. You know, the news is... Uh, the yield spread is narrowing. Mm-hmm. And what do we mean by that? It's uh, the yield on the two-year treasury versus mm-hmm. the yield on the 10-year treasury. Right. So um, uh, what what the news is, obviously, first of the year, we saw about a 50 basis point or half a percent difference between the two-year and the 10-year treasury. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last few weeks, we've seen uh, that two-year number, and really it's taken more than a few weeks. It's been a few months. Sure. Uh, the, the yields on two-year treasury have moved up a little, mm-hmm. and the yields on that longer-term treasury, the 10-year, uh, have come down ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Now, over the past week, we saw it all move up just a little bit, eight basis points, 0.08%, right? Right. Um, so the news is we've never had an inversion in the yield curve when we didn't have a recession. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. solid signal, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that people miss is it's usually within 18 months after that inversion in the yield curve. Now, But we're not seeing an inversion right we now. We are right? not. So what is an inversion? An inversion is when the two-year, the short-term treasury yield, is higher than the mm-hmm. 10-year treasury it's yield. It's completely irrational. Uh, right. I mean, who would who would you know? Why would you lock you, your money up for longer? When for you less. Get a better right. rate. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So so uh, you know, but it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. Uh, you know, it's been the, the precursor to many recessions over the last multiple decades. Right. Right. Um, we haven't seen that, mm-hmm. so it gives us a little bit of confidence to say, you know, don't don't panic and get out of the market. Uh, right. Even if you see that signal, you've got time. Sure. And uh, it, it's a it's a very early signal, no matter what. But we haven't seen anything like that. So you know, when we talk about uh, fundamentals being relatively solid, we saw CPI, the Consumer Price Index, inflation indicator mm-hmm. uh, from last week, not this past week, right. um, that actually moved higher. We we've got core at 2.1 percent. Well, the Fed's target is 2 percent, mm-hmm. so it's slightly above. Yeah. The Fed has still said, you know, they're going to stay the course, steady rising interest rates. Right. No change there. The yeah. Fed's not panicking. These guys are mm-hmm. highly educated economists, right? Yeah. Uh, not giving us a signal of telling us, you know, run for the hills. This is the worst. We're mm-hmm. about to do whatever. What I really believe has happened, as I said earlier, we got we got expensive. The stock market got too yeah. expensive. 42% premium to the long-term average price-to-earnings ratio. That's expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's happened over the last, you know, month, two months, is we've pared that premium back a good bit. Which needs to happen, right? I mean, that's, that's what I keep going back to with most clients is, look, healthy markets correct. Sure. Ones that are not get us to where we were at in 08, and that's when bubbles begin to... Yeah. You know, or we, even worse, 99, 2000. Right. Uh, true, uh, you know, yeah. telecom bubble. The, the uh, price-to-earnings ratio on the S&P 500 overall was over th- like 36. Mm-hmm. 36 times uh, when the long-term average is 16 and a half. Wow. I mean, right now we're at 21. Mm-hmm. 
This is not a tech bubble type yeah. scenario, it, not at all. Well, there, there's multiple of those leading economic indicators, like you said, right? I mean, one is the CPI, that consumer price index. Sure. And, yeah. You know, you're looking at the yield curve and unemployment and these sorts of things. There's, they all are sort of, you have to take them together instead of just looking at one singularly so that, you know, because that alone is not going to give you what you are looking for in terms of where might the market be headed. In fact, some of that, and in particular, I think the, the spread between the interest rates is really being driven by the Fed's actions and, and the market's response to it. But look, they're making those decisions, taking those actions, right. because they're managing the rates. That's what they're there for. And they are keeping them in, in healthy uh, positions, which is, is what we need to see. Again, interest rates going up, Does that is that a bad thing? Well, not necessarily. Yeah, it doesn't make it any easier for you to uh, go and get a loan, maybe your, your mortgage right. payment is going to be higher, right? But that that does keep things in line and and keeps the market in a healthy place as opposed to inflation getting out of line and us going back to the Carter sure. era where you had 15, 20 percent mortgage rates. Yeah, inflation they call it the cruelest tax because it uh, you know it impacts across the board the prices that we pay for groceries, the prices mm-hmm. we pay for gas, everything combined. And guess what? When you get inflation, it seldom goes backwards. Right. So, you know, you you wind up having the whole economy is taxed more heavily because, and by that I mean, you know, it's burdened more heavily uh, because Things prices on everything have to increase, including yeah. your labor, in order for you to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So why why right now? Why is um you know when you when you're watching the news at night, 24 hour news networks, why does it seem like it's an emergency? Because well, that's where they're pushing right now. Right. It definitely seems like yeah. there's an emergency out so, there that we so need to make some the changes. We've, uh, they talk about the business cycle. You know, we've had this huge recovery from recession in 2008. Uh, the recovery has lasted since 2009, basically. I think it was March of 2009. Uh, I know that was the bottom of the market, but I think that was what they officially deemed as the end of the recession. So uh, if not, it's within a month or so. Um, so from 2009, we fast forward, we're nine years out from that. That's a pretty long recovery cycle for for the economy. Now, you know, we have Roger Tuttero on. We'll have him on again next week, so you all listen to that. But, uh, uh, you know, he talks about it a lot. Uh, recoveries from recession don't die of old age. It's usually conditions that cause it. And sure. one of the conditions is the fact that the Fed raises interest rates. They do that to slow the economy down. Uh, because excessive growth actually can create inflation. Mm-hmm. What you're trying to manage is the inflation. So as their interest rates increase, uh, that increases interest rates on pretty much everything, including borrowing for corporations. Yeah. When you increase their borrowing rate, uh, that's an increase in their cost of capital. It tends to pressure lower profits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, you're having that inflation in the background. So the goods, the, the cost of the goods that they use to create those profits, the, the inputs into their, uh, their, their finished products are increasing, again, eating away at profits. So before you know it, you've got a situation where inflation plus the interest and, you know, you start seeing the economy slow down, profitability is lower, before you know it, you got a recession. Uh, so that's exactly what's happening. Uh, you know, we've we're on Uber Watch for this. Yeah. Last year, 2017, the S&P 500 returned us 21.8 percent. Awesome year, about double what we would expect. It's double the long-term mm-hmm. average, annual average of of returns on the S&P 500. So, um, you know, I think they're just 
Last year was was uh, low volatility. The stories didn't didn't come as quickly. They had to focus a lot in politics. I don't know if you've noticed <laughs> the news has focused a lot on yeah. politics lately. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know now now we're seeing that 50 basis points being eroded. I think at one point mm-hmm. this week it was down to 34 basis points or 0.34 percent differential from the two year to the 10 year Treasury. Right. But they again, you know, they're they're trying to whip whip up a news story, and it, it's it's never been that we have this inversion of the yield curve. If in fact mm-hmm. that's what we get, right? And then things fall apart, like all of a sudden the next day you better get out of the market. It's it's going nowhere. That, yeah. This is just crazy. That's not the way it works. Yeah, it certainly appears that there's been a lot of numbness come about because of the the past couple of years yeah, that we've had, definitely. right? And I mean, I, I think it's just made people. You know, forget that these things are necessary yeah. and have to happen for a healthy market. Too. I definitely think that prices today are much healthier than we had at the end of January. Yes. 2018. Agreed. All right, let's take a real quick break. We'll come back for our final segment. You're listening to Money Talks on Troy Harmon. Stick around. We'll be right back. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.